Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, as a Christ follower, fellowshipping usually means there's food involved. Well, tonight, as we broadcast from the Christian Leadership Alliance uh, Central, what are we doing? Uh, Connection, Connection Central. Central. Uh, there's a lot of food involved, but the, the whole idea behind the Christian Leadership Alliance event, the Outcomes 2019 event, is to get people to connect and together make a bigger impact in the kingdom. Well, we've got a couple of big shots with us tonight talking about wild things. All right. Tonight we're talking with Rob McKenna, who many of you got to hear earlier today, and Daniel Halleck. That's right. I did not say it the wrong way. Daniel Halleck from Wild Leaders. What does it mean to be a wild leader? And how are wild leaders distinctive? And why does that even matter in today's world? Rob and Daniel, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. Talk to me. So a 16, 17-year-old, you're in that range. How, talk to me about that, that connection as you got older, that connection between your faith and your work. Was there a point in time in your life when you realized, wow, my work really matters to God. I don't have to be a pulpit pastor. I don't have to be a foreign missionary. That I can, My work matters to God, and, and it's significant. Was there a point in time in your life where that, that light bulb went on for you? Yeah, I think the first time I really realized that my work had meaning and significance was in my 20s. I did a project, and I remember thinking, wow, this was actually meaningful. I can actually accomplish things. And work is maybe something that God has wired me to do as a reflection of him, not just a curse I have to endure so I can enjoy the weekends. And so that was the sprouting of a seed, and then it was a lot of conversations, mentors, and reading where I started to really get deeper into what that looks like. But I can remember that moment. You know, I forgot to introduce both these guys. We got Dr. Rob McKenna and Dr. Daniel Halleck. These guys worked hard. You deserve to be called Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor, give me the news. Okay, no, that's a song. We can't sing that one tonight. Okay. Rob McKenna. So Rob, what about you? How did you first become a follower of Jesus Christ? So uh, I, like Daniel, grew up in the church. Um, but my, I think part of that question is, like, how did I get shaped into who I am today? Mm. And I, was, I grew up as, as the son of a university president and a seminary president. So my parents were in huh. that role. So nobody was watching. So nobody's, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think what, what, I, what I look back and I'm so grateful for is that my, even my theology, my, my feelings and thoughts about God were shaped at an early age by some amazing pastors who had a profound impact on me. I sat in adult church, and when you're a kid, you don't really understand the impact, but I think some of the ways that they projected, I think, a real and a, and a natural complexity of what faith is about. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like a, a natural complexity, but it, I, I felt like I had some amazing mentoring voices from the mm-hmm. pulpit, literally from a pulpit, that, that shaped who I am today. That's awesome. And so with that in mind, because you really grew up with um, very solid theology and doctrine around you, but did you have to make a connection between your faith and your work, what God was calling for you to do on your life and the way he'd gifted you with your faith? If we're going to get real, Martha, I think I, I would say I that... We're so. getting real. That's um, what this show's all about. I would say that one of the things that you actually dealt with as the son of parents in those roles mm-hmm. was uh, that that... that, uh, that I guess that prospect of purpose was never a question for me, but it, one thing I had to deal with was what does 
a purposeful work life look like? So in other words, I think, I think all of us kids, there's four of us, um, felt this sense of if we're not going to be in the same roles that my parents were in, what does that, what does that look like? Yeah. That makes sense. And so I think I've, I found my own path in this in a way to serve into a similar community that my parents did, but in a different way. Talk to us, Rob McKenna. Your involvement here, Why? Well, I was first here, I, gosh, it was probably uh, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, when it was the Christian Management Association. And uh, when I came, I came with Al Lopez from Best Christian Workplaces Institute, and we spoke together. And I thought this was going to be all business people. And then I got here and realized that it was a different kind of group of people across all kinds of different nonprofit and parachurch ministries. Mm-hmm. So my, uh, I just see these kinds of connections as a long play, because this is, this is my first time back since speaking here then. And so it's just, it's been amazing. Talk to us about why you came. I mean, what, what was it about the outcomes conference that said, Daniel Halleck, I want to be there? Yeah. I mean, what I keep asking people and what I'm seeing for myself is the connections and the relationships, the chance to be with like-minded people who are looking to lead well and honor Christ in all that they do. And so folks like Al Lopez and others who has suggested we look into it deeper is what sparked the interest of being here seeing the connections, the like-minded relationships is what really is, I'm seeing as the big value of an organization like this. I want to talk about what Wild Leaders is all about, but I really, so just describe, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, Wild stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development. How come the intentional's a little I? Because it looked cool. That's okay. it. There's no other part of that story. <laughs> Tell us about what you really do. So what, I, what I, we really do, can I tell you a little bit of the backstory? Of course you can. All right. So um, I've been, I'm kind of a mutt. I'm a part scientist, part entrepreneur, part professor. Um, and so I occupy all those roles. And for a number of years, was involved in a series of studies. One of them was, I, this is going to, I don't know if this will bore people or not, but it was a six and a half year longitudinal study of 120 leaders where we gathered about 15,000 data points on those leaders. They were part of a major corporation that builds airplanes. And it was... Uh, this awesome process where we saw, as we were interviewing these folks every year on a different topic, we saw that there was this whole picture of their development that was emerging through that research that involved things like their support networks, their, their calling and purpose, uh, the people that are surrounding them. Um, it was all these different pieces, and also the way that they're investing in other people's development. So I was a part of that, and at the very same time, I'm also a midlife person who is pretty good at Call of Duty. So I'm a gamer, and I was also being, at the very same time I was learning about the journey of leaders and the kind of this whole perspective on their learning and growth, I was also gaming. And I had this uh, moment when gaming technologies went online, and I started to see the power of them to show people metrics about how they were playing mm. in these games. And there's a longer story around that that I tell, but, I, uh, but one of the things that inspired for me was how could I create a process that would help people see through data help people align their, their narrative or their story of their own development alongside some metrics that were designed around what we currently know. There's like 30 or 40 years of really good research that is so often not actually used inside the church. It's used in corporate settings often. And so I thought, could I build a process that would be a whole person development process? So we, ha- we do something called the Wild Toolkit, which is a series of, of 10 different tools or assessment moments mm-hmm. that uh, organizations and individuals are using in coaching contexts or in uh, leadership or, or team development context. Daniel Halleck, talk to me about your role as chief 
What was it? it was, uh, chief commercial chief, officer. I was on a radio. Yeah. Chief commercial officer. I wrote it down. All right. Which you got a really interesting background. Your mom and dad grew up in Venezuela and Sudan, but you grew up in Seattle. You got it. Okay. And you're an Eagle Scout. Yep. Wow. Which is only no thing small. on my resume from high school. That's the only thing in your left. We, only, <laughs> left. <laughs> and but that's something thing. you never lose because you need no. that when you run for president. Yeah. It'll happen one day, maybe. We'll see. One day. It'll happen one day, maybe. All right. Talk to me about what you're doing on a daily basis at Wild Leaders. Yeah, on a daily basis for me, it's connecting with folks across the spectrum, ministry, market, Christian higher ed, and working with them to identify what are their needs for the development of leaders and how we can partner with them to increase their capacity. So lots of relationship building, lots of connections, lots of conversations, uh, oftentimes delivering and facilitating. It's fun to get up in front of a group and walk them through a meaningful process. If we can get a tough, grown man to cry, then we know we've done our job that day because we touched on something that's core to their identity um, and are moving them along in their whole and intentional journey. How do you keep your job from interfering with your family, from your no, marriage? Boy, that is a, uh, how do I keep it from happening? Uh, man, Jim, ask a harder question. No, it was on the I list. I told you going to ask It's actually a, a part of our charter as a team is that we would practice what we preach. And so maintaining a sense of those boundaries. I mean, one of the things that we try to be mindful about is, is to not text over the weekends. And we're also, I'm not saying it never happens. I mean, I'm looking at Daniel right now, but we're trying to be mindful of that. Make sure we have those moments where we are resting and doing nothing with our families as much as we are Doing working. nothing with your families? Yeah, I'm going to... Or doing I'm, nothing with work while you're with your families? I just heard this interesting story about the void during creation, and it was saying that they're actually... what The, the translation of that is chaotic nothingness, that what the void was, hmm. and that God actually designed us for moments of chaotic nothingness. And, that's, and that describes family. And that... I mean, it's like this amazing moment where you're actually just present, you know, just being, and, and that's why I look for those moments. Raising toddlers, that sounds like it did chaotic Chaotic nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how about for you? How are you uh, making sure that your family, your marriage is staying a priority in the middle of your work? So I think the reality is we talk about work-life balance. I, I love when I hear people say that balance isn't necessarily biblical, but seasons are and rhythms are. And so I think to say that work doesn't interfere with family or family doesn't interfere with work would be a falsehood. I mean, right before I came down here, I hopped on FaceTime and read my son a chapter of the Hardy Boys. Rob Aww. got to hear me read it out loud. Awesome. And so that was, was a small awesome. thing. But yeah. there are times, I mean, being here, I'm not seeing, I'm not having dinner with the family. So it does interfere. And there are times where um, my wife dropped a cookie sheet on her toe. It broke her foot. And oh. so I, didn't, I canceled a whole day of meetings. So I want to talk more about um, wild leaders and this wild toolkit that you have. So really... So you said that it stands for Whole Intentional Leader Development. So who is the consumer of Wild Leader? Who is, what, who is your, your target? Well, this is going to sound ridiculous, but we have, it's a person who is looking to uh, take their, something beyond their, like a one-off tool that says, here's what I'm good at or here's my, here's my spirit animal, or here's my behavioral styles, or whatever it is, and says, I want what's next. I want to I go deeper in, in getting intentional about my learning and growth. And we find that leaders across the age spectrum, like when leaders interact with the toolkit or with the things that we do at Wild Leaders, that so often what they'll say is like, where was this kind of a process mm -hmm. when I was younger? 
that would, that would intentionally connect my own story and my narrative, some of the questions you guys have been asking us, alongside some measures of progress and some metrics and profiling. Let's talk about the toolkit. Because here's what I want. I want our listeners, both in the audience, live audience, and on the air today, to come away with some practical stuff. Some of the, yeah. we, we want you to give something away free that you charge people money for. And so this wild toolkit, let's talk about some of the, the tools that are in that toolkit. We don't have to talk about all of them, but I want, I, want, I want you to highlight your most valuable tool and give me an example of somebody that has taken that tool and turned mm -hmm. an organization around. So wh who wants to give me that story? Let uh, me tell you a story uh, of, a, of a recent executive I talked about. This, there's, all the tools are powerful. One of them is my favorite, is the Strategic Network Audit and Guide. And leaders, leadership can be lonely, but leaders should not be. Leadership can be lonely, but leaders should not be. And so I was just working with a senior executive going through his strategic network, and he realized he doesn't know the people who are intentionally giving him feedback. So if the emperor is showing up with no clothes, everyone's just smiling and nodding. So for him, be able to go through and identify, where am I showing up? Who do I need around me? He went through our process and, and said, you know, when I showed the people I lead, his spouse and others, what his report said, they said, this doesn't look like you. He said, yeah, but this is how I feel every day. I, I, don't, know. I don't know that I understand. So what was, it, what was the tool again? Yeah, the tool was the Strategic Network Audit and Guide. It gave him an opportunity. So who are the people feeding into him or Who her? are the people feeding into him who he is not accessing and tapping into? He's just muscling things forward when he has an army of people to surround and support him in his journey. So for the pivotal thing for him is getting those people around together gives him the feedback he needs to stay strong and then build those feedback mechanisms into the organization. So you're not talking about 360 uh, review within an organization. You're talking about the people outside of the organization that are feeding into the leader. Yeah. Who are the people for him that if his job goes, hits the fan tomorrow, are going to support him and help him stay strong as a leader so he can continue to lead instead of flaming out like we see so many leaders do across contexts. You know what's funny is you were talking about the thousand people in this room and the three or four that are listening right now. And you know what's, I, I have this, when I look at the people in this room, I think what I want for them is I want every person in this room to have the conversations around where are you going and why. Like Daniel was saying, who is surrounding you right now? How do I more intentionally invest in the people who are on my short list? How do I think about the experiences I've had in the past and learn from those things? And what skills and, and, and things have I learned and competencies have I learned based on those experiences? And that's what the, cool, the tool provides this cool user interface and infrastructure for a person to get intentional. So every time you take one of these assessments, it bookshelves them for you. And so they show up on this virtual bookshelf. You can download or share the PDFs because that's where the toolkit gets really powerful. It's not, you can't take one of these assessments and get, like that's not where the power is. The power is that it breaks loose in conversation. So it's when you have a conversation with someone, a trusted other with your team about this that are like, then we see incredible kind of catalytic moments for people. Rob McKenna, you got to speak this morning to a large audience here at Christian Leadership Alliance the Outcomes 2019 conference. Talk to us about one thing you want to make sure our I Work For Him audience hears from you. I think this, this is the thing from this morning that I, I said is that I really don't care that much about leadership. I care about leaders. And I think what changes what the refor a reformation is about is beginning to think about the experience of a person. Because we talk about leadership and we dehumanize it. And I think one thing you were mentioning before, Jim, is you were saying that you know, stained glasses versus plain glass kind of approaches to this. And if you look at the decades of research on leadership development from people in secular settings, it looks like the gospel story because it's stories of brokenness and failure right. and successes and redemption. 
And so I think that's, but when you look at the person, that's what gets really powerful for me. So I'd want people to, to understand that, that whole leader development is, is about people who are in this role where they have stepped out and they've gone first. All right, Rob McKenna, what would you, dear younger you, what would you like to, what would you say? What do you think your younger you would love to know what you know today? I became a university professor at 26, and I had no business doing that in some ways, but I had a, a colleague of mine at the time who would always say to me, this happened like once a week, said, you should go out and get your middle management knocks and bumps and then come back and teach. And I, it was frustrating back then because I, I respected these people a lot. This was a person older than me. And I would have gone back and said to myself, um, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because I was trying to help people deal with their middle management lumps and I don't have a life to waste to go get lumps. It's just not the way I approach my world. And so I wish someone had, had said, you're doing it the way you should. I think in some ways, you know, I'm hitting my stride. It's a strange thing to say at, at 50, but I think that that's okay. I, I like what Daniel said. I'm like, I don't know if I would have been dangerous with more boldness earlier or not, because I may have been. <laughs> And so I think I would have just encouraged myself and said, you know, you're doing all right. Keep going. It's, you, you have no idea what the longer plays are going to be and the people who are going to come back around over the years. So next steps for our listeners. If this is intriguing to them, what should they do? Man, uh, like you said, go to wildleaders.org and check out okay. what we're up to. And I think if, we, if you read what we're up to you're gonna, and you resonate with it, and then pick up the toolkit. It is ready to go if you're looking to develop people. Thank you so much. Rob McKenna, Daniel Halleck from Wild Leaders, wildleaders.org. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Thanks, Glad guys. to be here. Make sure you check them out online, wildleaders.org. And also check out Christian Leadership Alliance online, christianleadershipalliance.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com.